Well, welcome, Velkomen Ni Hauma. This is fun. And if you don't know what those words mean, welcome. Velkomen is welcome in German. Ni Hauma is the formal for you well. Uh, this is the big show, the Monday Night Call, that is open to all Young Living members worldwide. I am Monty Moran. I am hijacking Jen Springer's Monday Night Call. I do this every first Monday uh, of the month. Uh, if you're new to the broadcast, I'm glad you could join us. Uh, for future announcements, emailed out to you, simply go to OurSimpleTraining.com and you can opt in to get the emails to see who is uh, coming on next. And also, uh, op yeah, opt in for that. And then for the replays of the past, I think we're at 120 shows now, go to DiamondFactoryTraining.com. And if you enjoy pictures, use the grid layout because I've been spending a lot of time with that and I even like played with the Jiffy this last week on, on one of them um, so you can find the past calls. And you'll find that uh, Jen's got her own her own section when she talks solo and when she talks about different uh, various items, as well as myself. Uh, we also interview Young Living corporate staff and try to squeeze out the latest news um, and sometimes stories from nearly almost a quarter century ago. Um, they'll tell stories about that kind of stuff. We'll bring on uh, third-party vendors to help you with ideas to grow or manage your Young Living business. So think... TaxBot, Aroma Dome, uh, LSP or Life Science Publishers, things like that. It, even Oily Tools, I'm using that app like crazy right now. It's awesome. Uh, we also have amazing people on who have hardly anything to do with Young Living, um, and they have some like great stories. And then probably the largest section has become the distributor rock stars, and they're all from newbies, brand new people, to Royal Crown Diamonds, people who've been in from the beginning, people who have uh, expanded worldwide and people who have dominated their own backyard. Really cool people. Um, and I need to talk about this. So the premium membership of the DiamondFactoryTraining.com, because you're going to see that when you go there, the premium membership went up from the normal price to 137 And that includes, uh, it's like a college course number style for training modules. It's organized and designed to help everyone in Young Living to grow to the diamond ranks. That's why we call it the Diamond Factory. Um, and some of those um, additional say, programs or, or training modules are going to be basic, like where to start. Some people, are going to try to, some people don't understand where to start. And then it advances up to like leadership things or Internet marketing or how to do expos, things like that. And then between me and the 500 view, Jen has had a jam-packed day, and she has not updated the servers to go from the $97 to the $137. So if you jump on, I won't tell. I'm just saying. I caught this. I'm like, oh, she didn't do this. All right. Uh, I better tell some people because I know people have been jumping on all weekend as last-minute people. Some of us do that. I'm raising my hand as well. Uh, last Wednesday, Jen also did a basic webinar on basic Facebook advertising. And it's free to those who registered. Uh, you got to make sure you register that so she can send out the link to it. Uh, this, Wednesday, this Wednesday, she's going to do the Internet Ninja version on Facebook ads and show how the pros get results with Facebook. And it's posted in the Facebook Live Green Earn Green group. And it's $27.95. It's a very valued course. But for those of you who are DiamondFactoryTraining.com premium members, it's free, so membership does have its privileges. We keep adding stuff on uh, with that valued membership. And then for those of you who are in the Live Green, Earn Green system, the subscribers, um, you also get that advanced uh, Facebook ads webinar free versus the 27.95. And if you're asking what's the Live Green system, well, take a sneak peek. Look at uh, be a part of the dot. LiveGreenEarnGreenSolution.com. If you like it and you want to share it, go to GetLGEGS.com, and you can keep and you can do the same thing that we're doing. And um, I don't know how many other people, hundred other people are doing that, but it's a lot of uh, internet marketing things that are like way cool and super easy and very duplicatable. Or as Randy Gage has taught us, it's duplicable. <laughs> Such an easy word to say for most of us. And now, so before we get started, I want everyone to go to two pages, two, or two websites. One is Zenaida Lorenzo, 
So that's Z-E-N-A-I-D-A, almost, almost slipped on that one, L-O-R-E-N-Z-O.com. And on the right side of the screen, you can download her free Woman Leadership 2.0. It's a PDF document. It has 40 powerful insights, steps, and strategies for women who desire to lead and for us men who wish to elevate them. I thought that I'd throw that in, Zenaida. And I first <laughs> met Zenaida about a year and a half ago in Orlando, and the challenge back then was uh, I didn't have anybody lined up for the money in that call, and I was supposed to have somebody on the call following that weekend, and it was supposed to be the challenge was find somebody at the Mastermind event to be on the call. And lo and behold, wouldn't you know it, the first day at lunch, Zenaida just like popped up like a like a gleaming, shining, glimmering star. And I'm like, okay, that's the one. And uh, we've hit it, out, uh, hit it off ever since. And here's the thing is that I'm kind of, I'm nervous about this call. And so I think if anybody who you think, let me say this again. For those of you who are the scouts for the calls and you, nudge your friends like, hey, you got to get on this call. This is probably the call to get on, and this is why. So, you know, nudge your downline, your crossline, your upline, people who are ready to, to cross over to your line, things like that, you know, if they're newbies that are looking to, to join your business. And tune in, because this is going to be probably my most candid call. Because um, <laughs> our pre-call conversation was like a minimum of two minutes. That's like our minimum record. Like we've—I don't think we've ever had a conversation for less than two minutes ever. It's usually like 20 minutes minimum. And when we did this, it was, this wasn't too long ago. It was a couple hours ago. And Zanetta threw me a curve, and um, she just kind of just gave me her take on what a sponsor is, what a mentor or coach is, and what a role model is. And so my hands are up in the air, and I'm going. All right, this is going to be really interesting because I'm going to be taking furious notes while I'm having a conversation with Zenaida, who I have not had a chance to talk to in nearly six months because we've been playing text tag and phone tag. That's right. Yes. So welcome to the call, Zenaida Lorenzo. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. I love you guys. I love Jen, and I love you, and I'm and I met so many great people last time I was in Fargo. So I'm excited to be here and talking about things I love to talk about, so I'm just ready for the call. I always learn stuff from you too, Monty, and that's what's the great thing about training is that people who love to train are really people who love to learn, and that's and I come to this call as a learner as well, so I'm excited. Cool, and then you know what I'm doing is that uh, if if you're still willing to do a Q&A, Absolutely. I put a put a, a thing up on the Live Green, Earn Green Facebook group. It's a private okay. group. People can opt in and we can, um, you know, admit them as we go. But if they have questions, and I'll just watch this page. If they have questions, I'll ask you as we go. Absolutely. That's, that's, that's the best way. That is the best way. So I just love the topic we're talking about. So I'm excited about role models, mentors, coaches, and sponsors. So I'm excited. Okay. So... Give me the uh, – first of all, what do you do, Zenaida, that, uh, you know, you've been doing lately? Because, first of all, I need to catch up. I'm like, what have you been okay. doing the last few months? <laughs> so I've been, I've been doing a lot of great things. I actually um, – well, I mean, some, some, I had some health challenges, so those things put me back. But even throughout my health challenges, I just had a couple things that kept me a little slowed down. But basically what I've been doing is, is doing a lot of sales training and sales coaching. And that's where a lot of my focus has been. I also um, became um, the director of business development for a multinational company. And so one of the reasons I did that was because I really wanted to be more than just a talking head, right? Because after you start, you know, when when I've had a lot of success with my network marketing um, business years ago, I also had a lot of success in sales. And going from from that to a pure trainer perspective, I really felt like I needed to be back in the game. So right now what I do is I have private clients who I coach, and I also have companies. I actually hire people in sales roles. I actually also help them with their business development. So I'm in a sales, you know. You're back in the game. I'm in the game, and I love it, and I I love it. And I love it for many reasons. 
is that after after you stop being in the game, what happens is is that you kind of like keep on you know training and training and training on the same topics, but then now I'm in it, so I'm training and I'm in it. I'm actually responsible for developing business, and I've brought in some really major, major, major players to the company I work with. So that's been so really exciting. Yeah, you know, and things change. Just like the internet, things change. Now that we have the millennials coming in, that's an entirely different uh, mindset group versus the people who are about ready to retire or have retired and have came back in. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, things change, and so we have to always keep learning and adapting. You know, and it's funny. With sales, it, I, I, think, I find that I, w- I was actually at a, at a big company. It's a Fortune uh, 50 company this morning. And um, they have a division, and um, they're looking for someone to come in and train. And when it comes down to sales, I mean, really not that much has changed. And I think that it's it's really just, you know, presenting, having opportunities to present your opportunity, right? Because here we're selling people, we're selling oil, we're also selling opportunity to really change people's lives. And the more presentations one makes, the more people they're going to bring into the business and the more oils are going to um, – Sell, so it's really it's it really hasn't changed. I think that there's a lot of noise, right? People are find, trying to find easier ways of doing the business, but it's really just about presenting and presenting and presenting and presenting in a means that it's comfortable for the person presenting. So some people like we're talking about Facebook ads. Some people love getting out there and making connections on Facebook and and actually getting people to be to to have an idea of what they do for a living or have an opportunity to buy oils and, and improve their lives. But it's really about just presenting. Does that make sense? It makes total sense because I, you know, talking about getting back into the game, as I got back into the personal training game, this time I'm going a different route because I've realized, I don't know, like the universe has realized that I haven't done this one certain route. It's with the corporate life. So I'm with a big corporate gym doing personal training, learning a oh, lot of new things. <laughs> Thanks. And uh, there's this sales kid there, and he was asking me how much we get paid as personal trainers, whatever, and I I told him, and I said, you know, this is probably the the, the least I've ever been paid in the last 20-some years. He's like, what? Why are you doing it? I said, because I need time management. I have too much time in my hands. And he just looked at me and he goes, well, what else do you do? And I said, well, I got basically three other businesses. And, um, you know, and then, you know, I don't tell him too much. Like, I don't want to puke on him, like, everything that I do. Mm-hmm. So I ask, you know, I, I I get him to try to, like, get stuff out of me. And then, you know, I just said, you know, it's network marketing and named the company and, and then just said, and then just left it. You know, I just, like, I'll give him a little bit and then I'll just drop the ball and give him a little bit and then drop the ball. And so he's got to pick the ball up and pass it back to me. And um, so I've been having this conversation the last, I don't know, three or four days and, uh, he started to get people who are approaching him about different network marketing things. So I've been prepping him, like, all right, this is how you do it, you know, because he's asking me, like, how do you, like, how do you grow so big, or how do you do this, or how do you do that, or how do you, how do you tell people about your stuff? I'm like, well, all right. One is, and I gave him the, like the the peddler move, like, you know, I don't open my coat and go, what do you want today? I told him, I said, people need to know you, they need to like you, and they need to trust you. I said, don't even talk about what you have or what you're trying to sell. You got to sell yourself first, otherwise it doesn't matter. And he looked at me and he goes, oh yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. And then we just kept going from there. But you're right, it's this, it's the same game ever since. Who knows how long ago, thousands of years ago, is you're not going to buy from somebody you don't trust, right? Absolutely, and <clears throat> it's absolutely true. And you know, we're going to. Our main focus is role models, mentors, coaches, and sponsors, right? And really the reason why as people in business you want to have these, you want to have role models, you want to have mentors, you want to have coaches, you want to have sponsors is because it keeps you in action. It keeps you moving forward. And that's what they do, and that's what they're supposed to do. Um, And I think that I'm, I'm reading a great book if anyone wants to get it. It's kind of a technical book. It's called The Birth of a Salesman. And it was, it's by Harvard, The Birth of a Salesman. Hmm. And when you start reading the first chapter um, of the book, which I think is great, I think um, it talks about the peddlers, right? They would go from city to city selling all types of things from a wagon. 
And the way they got um, they got business was that they, they sometimes they, they played the violin or they did jokes or they did mimes so that people could pay attention to them. And it, and it goes into like how some people are embarrassed of the profession of sales. They're embarrassed to be salespeople. But if you look at our economy, it's been driven by salespeople. And it's Absolutely. that person that keeps on moving forward, keeps on calling, keeps on making presentations, keeps on um, getting their, you know, doing presentations, getting people to know what they do, selling the oils, all of those things are going to get you where you want to get to. And the role of a role model is just to inspire you. So that's it's key. Does that am I going in the direction I'm going to go with? Totally. I, you know, I already warned everybody that this is very candid because I wasn't ready for this curveball. But I love it because, um, you know, we need all three. Like you said, we need all three, and there are certain people who can do only one, and there's some people that can do all three. But I mean, you need you probably need to find three, right? Like you need to find a role model, you need to find a, a mentor or a coach, you need to find a sponsor. Yeah, and, and I think that sometimes, you know, role models, the whole thing is about having, you know, something that inspires you, right, to have role models. And I think it's sometimes you need more than one role model. Like you may have a role model for your mom. You may say, this is the type of mom I want to be. And you may have a role model of a businesswoman. Like Oprah Winfrey has always been my role model. I When I started um, in my network marketing company, what I did is I created these little tiny little cards. And they were like business cards. And I got some Avery tape where you make like a business laminate a business card and it had the 50 top women business um, owners in the world and I think Oprah Winfrey was number one or number two and what I did is I took in one side of the laminated card I had an Oprah Winfrey's picture on it on the back side I erased Oprah Winfrey's name and I put my name on it and um, in 2006 I'm sorry, 2005, I was the number one income earner for my company in the network marketing company I was in. You know, another person that really always inspired me was Jennifer Lopez. You know, her early tactics didn't really inspire me, but the fact that she was a Puerto Rican woman from New York City that broke so many barriers, that inspired me. Huh, interesting. Um, Yeah, and so you want to have people that pull you forward, and, and, and unfortunately, I think there's so much noise today. You have internet, you have newspaper. I mean, I have, I just got a new iPhone 6, and I have like five newspapers. Uh, I have BBC, I have New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and it's, it's a lot of noise, right? So you want to find those people that pull you forward. And they may be people well, you never know, you get to meet. You, you know, like, you're just never going to meet them, right? Because I probably never meet Jennifer Lopez, or I never meet Oprah Winfrey. But what they stand for inspires me. These are, you know, I mean, uh, Jennifer Lopez is just killing it. She's a businesswoman. If you know her history, she's a business. Oprah Winfrey is a businesswoman. And I am attracted. I mean, I want to be like them in certain ways. I want to be a powerful businesswoman. So I keep those pictures. I'm going to talk to, I'm going to, talk to you all about a research study that was done. So they took, oh, This um, is the Nidus Forte's research studies. Zenaida has been doing research on how how the mind works when we succeed, when we succeed, when we fail, um, the whole gamut with that for the last how many what six years? Seven years now. Seven years, crazy. So anyway, I thought I'd have to preface that one. Okay, thank you, thank you so much. No, I'm ex- I love talking about you know I love research. The reason I like research is that. I want to I want to know what works for most people. I'm not interested in what works for one person, and research doesn't answer all the questions, right? But at least it gives us understanding into what may work for a lot of people. And the way I, when I look at a personal story, I look for ideas that I can implement. When I look at research, I look I, I it gives me a, a wider understanding of how we behave, and that's what excites me. But so there was a research study done and with women. And what they did is they, they, they took women and um, they wanted to know if there was a difference between the way women uh, were inspired to give a speech when they looked at a woman that was a leader or when they looked at nothing or when they looked at a man. And this research study found that women performed better as a speaker when there was another woman in front of them. 
Men, on the other hand, didn't have the same type of 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 of, of uh, performance. They actually performed well no matter who was in front of them. But women need another woman to look at, and it was just it was just a very interesting study. But and you know, but you know, it shows that men don't need role models as much as women do. But the whole thing is, you want to find things that charge you up, that give you energy, that give you that you know resilience to keep on pushing forward. And again, when you're looking at role models, you're looking at mentors, you're looking at coaches, or you're looking at someone who's a sponsor, we're going to talk about that because that's what's so great about network marketing. They're full of sponsors. Um, it's really just to push yourself forward and make that extra, have that extra conversation. So, Monty, I want to go back to something you said. So you were having this conversation today with a guy at the gym. Now, I know you're, I know you're an amazing um, uh, marketer. You're amazing at net, network marketing, at and also just um, meeting people. So right. the reason that you were able to do that skillfully and you know how to carry this conversation forward is because you've done it thousands and thousands of times by now. Right. And, and, yeah. and, and, right. So, so you know that, okay, the way I'm going to present this, I can't give too much information. I need to have him to ask me you know, more. So that way he's kind of, you know, it's almost like playing hard to get, right? It becomes more interesting. But it's because you have had success doing it in the past. And there was sort a time of. where you couldn't have that that kind of experience. You would have probably just, you know, kind of threw up all over him the first time he asked you about the business opportunity. Yeah. yeah. You know how many times I get that? I still get solicited all the time for other things. And it's just like, are you guys kidding me? Do you even have a business the way you're talking? But anyway, I digress. But go ahead. No, 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 no. I'm in no. You know what? Okay, here's what I think about. Okay, so when I do this, here's what I think about. Speaking of like totally candid. So when I think about this is, okay, so this guy is asking for my advice. I'm not pushing my stuff on him. And I always think in the back of my head, I know that when anybody makes a decision, if it's their decision, it's a really good decision. If it was my decision, for instance, if I sold him something, it wasn't his decision, it was my decision that he needs to buy it, that's the worst decision in his in his world. So if I can always position myself where it was his decision to ask that question, it was his decision to get that answer for me, mm-hmm. then in his world, he is brilliant and he's getting stuff out of me. That's that's how I like I, that's how I position myself. So I'm in his I guess I'm in his shoes. Absolutely, and you're probably a role model for him. If you think about it, you have three businesses, and you work because you have to fill in your time. How many people want to live that life? Uh, yeah, a lot. A lot. And I think that, you know, one of the things, um, and probably I guess a little bit, I think that the way people are bought into the business are either going to be turned off or going to be turned on. And I think that's one of the beauties of network marketing is that, you know what, you're, you don't have to be pushy. People are looking for it. But if you're going to be, like, throwing up on people, most people, and that's what's so great about the book I mentioned, it talks about, like, people are embarrassed to be salespeople because there's some people that go out there and they just don't, they're just, like, throwing up all over the place or pushy, they lie, they have no integrity, and they kind of mess it up for everybody else. And the reason I bring that up, because it's, if you look at, like, so much percentage of the population is in some sort of sales. Because why? Because that's what moves this economy. And I, you know, and it's and for me to you know to be like you, training. I find that so many people are embarrassed of what they do. Yeah, like, you shouldn't be. And you shouldn't be. It's like most powerful people in the world are salespeople. You look at any CEO; he they're good in sales, and it's the most highly paid job. Right, and you know what? Three-year-olds are the best salespeople too, and they're not embarrassed about it. Not at all. Think about it. I mean, they're always pitching what they need from you. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So, the, so, 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 you know, that's what you want to do. You want to find people within the business, outside of the business. It could be anyone that inspires you. And I think that the, the you know, with finding role models, you have to be authentic. Absolutely. I think people can sniff that out nowadays. I think there's enough, you know, what you call noise because we're exposed to so much advertising now that you can kind of sniff out which ones are not with integrity and then people who are actually authentic. 
Absolutely. And, but I think it also, um, that's a good point, Monty, but I think also you have to be authentic with yourself. I think that, you know, I, I, when I would uh, help people with their goals, I remember network marketing, some people have the most strangest, like you, at first sight you would think, oh, my God, that's just, that, that goal is like unethical. I mean, some of the goals are crazy, but I realized that if it's not authentic to the person, they're not gonna ha- it's not going to drive them. And that's what role models should do. They should drive you. I, you know, I have dream boards um, on my wall, and I started doing dream boards when I was 19. And I remember when I was 19, I was this was my situation. I was living in uh, a rented room. I was a waitress at um, at uh, Red Lobster, and I had a goal that I was going to travel all around the world. I had Egypt, I had Paris, I had Italy, and I created this dream board when I was 19. I had no reason to believe that I would ever achieve it. I even um, had a picture of a diamond ring, an affinity diamond ring, and by the age of 25, I started traveling. I've been to so many European countries, and I I got myself that ring, and it wasn't until I looked at my dream board. When I was um, living in New York City prior to this, and I was moving to Miami, I had a dream, like in New York, you don't have a lot of light, so I wanted wall to glass to uh, floor, uh, uh, glass windows, and I remember looking at places, and I came to one place that I, I had to have that apartment, and I, my friend was, so now this is so expensive, you shouldn't do it, this is crazy, and I got the apartment. It wasn't until that August when I drove down that I realized that it was um, wall to ceiling glass windows. It was just almost like I just had to have it, and that, and I didn't understand it was the windows that were attracting to me until I walked through the, the door. And I remember it was August first, two thousand and six, and I walked into the room and I just started crying. I said, "I got what I wanted in my dream board," and I think that that's the same thing with the role models. I think we have to pick people that inspire us, be authentic. I mean, they charge you and put pictures around them. To say I want to be like them, and it could be like it could be anything, but I just thinking being really, really, really authentic about it because we need things to push us forward. We need to get over rejection. We need to get over um, like people that say no to us. We need to get over not reaching our goals on time. And I think role models really play a real key role because most of them they're role models because they became they overcame adversity. As human beings, we are attracted to that, especially in this country. Why do I like Oprah Winfrey? She's a black woman that went through hell, but she kept in her vision. Why do I like Jennifer Lopez? Because she also broke a lot of um, bar- uh, barriers. I heard this. Um, I was at a, a conference, and I heard this newswoman. She's really well known. She said that Jennifer Lopez went to her office, and she said, you know, I, I couldn't stand Jennifer. I thought she was so phony, blah, blah, blah. And she looked at Jennifer, and she says, she asked Jennifer, why you? And Jennifer looked at her, meaning, you know, all these Hispanic girls that were in media, why did you become famous? And Jennifer Lopez, without a beat, said, because I was relentless. <laughs> relentless. And, you, you know, if, and I, I've been researching her, and she is relentless. She has her own production company. Now she has this other show. I mean, she's just making things happen. So that inspires me. So I want to, you know, if there's any questions, I want to move on to mentor. Because I think that mentors are also people that most people don't really understand what a mentor is. Um, keep going. Just okay. do the mentor coach thing. That was juicy about the role model, and it could be not a person. Wow, okay. That was good. It, I mean, no, I mean, and I, I do the dream more, boards, too. So, that, I mean, they're they're fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I, I was talking about things that I wanted and just putting them out there. I mean, like, and it was like my help, but they pull you forward. So a mentor, this is everybody, a mentor is someone that trains you, basically. If you want to look at it, someone that's, that actually, someone you go to and kick their brain. Someone that will guide you, right? Someone that, that, that you feel like a moral support. Okay, you know what, it was a rough day. Let me go back to my mentor. They're going to give me energy. They're going to give me wisdom. They're going to help me learn. But I think that the biggest mistake that most people make is that they are not worthy of a mentor. Meaning, really? Yeah, because this is the thing. I mean, you have to show up. See, when you have a mentor, you do as much for the mentor as a mentor does for you. Absolutely. As human beings, 
as human beings, we want, you know, we want to feel that our life matters. But I think that sometimes, you know, you, you, you know and I know, I know it from experience, people say, oh, it's not, I want you to help me. Well, they're basically asking me to be their mentor. I help them and they do nothing. Don't take the action. They suck up my energy. And I think that that's one of the biggest things is that you want to show up worthy of someone's mentorship. So I, I know I said something that probably struck a bell with you. So, Monty, please. <laughs> okay. So me and Jen used to do uh, a mentorship like training program a lot. And you're right. It's, it's a lot of work on both sides. And... We decided that we were tr- we were trying too hard on our side to be too like too helpful, you know, without the other person, you know, making the necessary moves. And it's it's frustrating, you know, because I mean, I mean it's rewarding and frustrating because you it's rewarding when you help people move forward and it's frustrating when they fall back or if they never even like take the next step. And so we kind of came up with this idea of when we mentor or coach anybody, it's like playing chess. So the only way anything's going to happen in the game and we move forward is if I make the first move, you've got to make the second move. And as we keep playing, you got to learn what I'm doing with my moves so that you understand, you know, what the next move has to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, there's so many people. Um, so during Christmas time um, last year, um, I have a friend who's very, very wealthy, and um, we went to um, dinner for Christmas in Miami, and it was unusual. So I went to visit my friend, um, and um, he told me that hey, for Christmas, uh, New Year's Eve, we actually have a reservation in one of the top restaurants, and so we had the honor. I mean, this guy is a very, very, very wealthy person. He invented um, something that Best Buy bought from him. So he's worth billions of dollars. He actually flies private. And we were talking, and he said, and I asked him, I said, if, he basically told me that if someone ever calls him up and oh, in the phone call when he was CEO, would show some value, he would listen to anybody. And it's so true. He would listen to anybody, and he, would, he, wanted, and he wanted to hire for ideas. And I think that's, it's almost like, you know, there's like all these people out there. If you want, you know, if you, if you, you know, all you have to do is compliment, ask, and that's it. You know, you call people, listen, I admire because you've done this, this, and this. I have a question. I have a favor. Can you help me with this? Or can you answer this question for me? And that's the same thing with mentorship. And mentorship, you have to show up. Show up being great. Show up and, and, and ask questions, but do and show that you're worthy of the mentorship. And I think that's the biggest problem is that people, you, you want to talk to somebody, you want to have someone help you, but then you're not willing to do the work. And it's not worth it for the mentor to mentor you. The second thing is you don't have to ask someone to be your mentor. You just have to ask questions and guidance and show up there doesn't have to be a formal relationship that they're your mentor. I have so many mentors. I just okay, call them up me, and say... Give me some examples. You! I think you are the best networker. I mean, how many times have I called you up? You go to meetings, you meet people. You, how many times have I asked you for questions on how you do that? Uh, a lot. Yeah, okay. A lot. It's a lot. Yeah. And, and, and so I call you back and I, and I sometimes share what I've done, right? And this is what I've learned, and I contribute. I mean, I'm not trying to kind of put, but that's what I do. I, I, you know what, whatever you're good at, make a list. Like, if you call Monty tomorrow or Jen tomorrow or someone else who's a sponsor for you, you call them, what are the 10 skills I have to be excellent at? Excellent. And then find someone who's put each of those skills. You, Monty, are great at networking. That you know what? Well, it's because I try, but I mean, it's also because you just asked me specifically for that, you know. And I've been doing this long enough time where I can go. Well, I'll give you the first three. I'm not going to give you all ten. Are you kidding me? I'll give you all ten, you'll disappear and then do one of them. <laughs> I'll give you three. Okay. And then if you do the three and you come back and go, do you have any more? Then I'll I'll give you three more. You know, but that's that's the I mean that's the, our chess move mentality with. Mentoring or coaching. 
Absolutely. I mean, and the thing is, immensely, it's, we, you know, as human beings also, we need to feel that we're doing that, you know, we don't want to be fools ourselves, right? We, we want to be like we're social creatures. And the nice thing about having a mentor is someone that's really good at what, what you want to become good at is that it gives us that buffer, right? Like, okay, I could take a little bit more steps. I think I know it. You know, uh, let me try something else. Okay, great. What do you think? I'm just going to try this. And, but, but go out there and do it. But we need that. We need that. I mean, we need someone to guide us because it saves our self-esteem, basically. We sure, do any. It could also be something to reaffirm what we already figured out. Absolutely. And learning. I mean, mentorship is critical. You know what I love? And I can't quote anybody because I can't think about it right now. But when when you looked at, uh, um, I was reading about some the Greeks and, and, and I was, and I remember um, in some of the, the texts I was reading was talking about all the tutors, like, or, or trainers or, or teachers at each of these great luminaries. Like this was a student of X who was also a luminary, right? And we just need we need teachers, we need mentors, we need and and mentor to me is a teacher, basically. Right. Absolutely. So so the two things I want to say about mentors is you want to really show up. You want to inspire your mentor. You want them to say, you know what, I'm going to spend my extra time with this person because this person is really working hard. This person is doing what they say they're going to do. And secondly, you don't have to ask someone to be formally your mentor. You find somebody, something that someone really excels at that you're not that great at, ask them questions. And then follow up, hey, you know what, that was great. Did that what you told me to do? And I added this, what do you think? And that gives a lot, of, a lot to the mentor. Like, I love when people ask me stuff. I, I want to say something. Um, I was diagnosed with something, and, and um, I was having a little bit of challenges. And um, I have a cousin named Evie, and Evie, called, and Evie found out. She was like, oh, my God, then I don't know if you're doing well, blah, blah, blah. And, she, and then she told me something. She says, Maddie, you always helped me. You always made a difference for me. And I remember just leaving the phone and feeling so great about that. And she was talking about the times that I did mentor her. Now she's in college, she's going to graduate college, and she wants to go into sales. And, but I, she's been in my life, I mean, my whole life, I, she's my age, so been, we grew up together. And it was like, wow, thank, you know, it was just like what I needed to hear. And I think that that's what we do for mentors. We, 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 we make them feel like, wow, you know what, they have something that's going to make a difference. You know, it, made it, it makes a difference for someone. And people, in their nature, they really want that. Not everybody, but I would say most people do. I agree, you know, and I could actually, let's just do a little twist on this one, too, because like you kind of were going that way was, I kind of mentored Jen on her whole take on how, like, hormones and thyroid and, and nutrition and this thing and that thing and how they all correlate together just by giving her my ear and letting her practice, you know, putting it together in words out loud instead of, you know, reading and, and thinking about it, she can actually say it out loud. So if she ever had to explain it to a client, that she had me as a as a sounding board to practice, and I can say, well, wait a minute, you know, so the metabolic pathway for the copper interfering with this is, is what again? You know, and mm-hmm. that kind of helps her go, oh, okay, so you don't get that, or maybe that's too deep for the average person or something like that. Maybe I'll just, you know, keep that to myself and if, just to figure out things like that. So, yeah, mentors can be great just to, for listening. Absolutely. Well, that's learning is happening, right, because she's actually looking at your face when she's saying stuff and she's realizing, oh, my God, maybe that doesn't really make sense, and she didn't really know that it didn't make sense until she said it to you, and then you gave her feedback. But, you know, you can have tons of mentors. Like what I like to teach people is this. I like to teach people, say, listen, what are the skill sets you need? Find people who are good at those things. You can find them in books, right? But the best way to find them is for someone to guide you. Because what happens is is that you perform, then you have to recalibrate, perform and recalibrate. And a mentor is great to help help them with the recalibration. True. And that's, so they're really teachers. That's the basic way. So really spill this out for anybody who's, who's asking the question, how do I find a coach or how do I find a mentor? 
again because I you know we're talking about it, but I don't think we spelled it out clearly. Okay. So how would you how would you explain that in like two okay. sentences? Well, I don't know if I can explain two sentences. So um, <laughs> I don't know if I can explain anything in two sentences. Because um, <laughs> I like to get deep. But basically, it's a lot that you have to do self-assessment, right? So, you know, if you're a newbie at Young Living, right, there's a lot of things you have to learn. You have to learn about the oils. Right. right? You have to learn how to do a home party. You have to learn how to introduce people to your business. So let's just take those three things. And we're going to talk about sponsorship in a second, but basically you want to find people that do it better than you. What are they good at? Like, I'm not good at everything. I'm good at certain things that I'm very good at. You're good at certain things that you're very good at. But if you have a goal, I mean, if you want to, you know, get to a certain uh, position, if you want to bring in so many dollars, you want to, you want to spell out what you want. And then you want to, and then you want to be around, show up, and when you find someone that could teach you and you want to, you could create them as a mentor. They never have to know that they're your mentor. You're not going to say, hey, can I be your mentor? And then what you do is you ask questions. Then you take action. You ask questions. You take action. You share some of the results. And that person gets inspired, and they keep on training you and training you. And I don't think there's a one-size-fit-all. I mean, you're not going to find one mentor. You're going to probably need a ton of mentors, maybe four or five mentors. And sometimes mentors are going to they're going to fade out, You you know, um, I've become better at going to networking events. So, Monty, I haven't been calling you as much for that. I haven't been calling you practically at all because I've been so busy. But basically, that's you know, you find different people to to fulfill different needs that you have. But for some skills, they, skills take a long time to develop. And that's one thing you want to give yourself a break. I mean, you may have a relationship with someone for years because that person is just going to be there for you and help you and train you, and, and they have multiple skills you need. Because sometimes somebody's there for two or three months. Right, yeah. I mean, so, it, it takes a, a, an expert how long, 10,000 hours? 10,000 hours to be known. If When they talk about the theories of expertise, it's, 10,000 hours of deliberate practice, and an expert is someone that's known all around the world. So Serena Williams would be an export, expert. Um, Bill Gates would be an expert. I mean, people that are known around the world. But you know what? It doesn't take that many hours to become great at network marketing. Let's say it takes 1,000 or 2,000 hours, and you're making enough money to retire your, your job. That's not a long time, but most people don't don't invest that time. They show up, they're kind of there, they're not really doing it. They're not really like rolling up their sleeves and doing it. Um, so let's talk about networking. So I, you know, I'm kind of an introvert even though I'm, I've always excelled at sales and um, I wanted to go to these networking events and I just couldn't get my head around it. I just couldn't get my head around going to an event, people introduce themselves. Um, and, you know, I, I don't know how many conversations we had, Monty. At, at least I think I... A lot. And then I had another girl- girlfriend that I also asked questions of. And between you and her, I'm actually good at it, <laughs> or at least good enough, right? Um, That's good. Yeah. And so it was, but it was, a, you would give me a little bit, but I, I don't understand it. But, you know, I remember just saying, but I don't get it. And, and you kept on reinforcing and t- teaching me, and then I had to go out there and practice, and then I was excited, and I would call you up about what I learned, and then you would give me a little bit more, and I would, oh, I never even thought about that. And I went back and forth, and the same thing with my girlfriend. <laughs> you guys were both great, and that's meant a, a, a sign of mentorship. And I think it's really kind of understanding your strengths and your weaknesses, which will get us to the next section, which is the coach. So they say that Tiger Woods has seven coaches, Okay. So a coach is someone that understands learning and, and understands human nature, a good coach, right? Nowadays, you could, get a, you could go get a, become a coach. A lot of people become coaches because they think they're going to make a ton of money in coaching, and they'll, take, they'll spend $7,000 in going to a university, and they have a coaching degree. But a coach, you know, so it, it, they play a lot of different roles, and there's a lot of different types of coaches, and I think a coach is also a good mentor, because sometimes that's what people need. They need to be nurtured, and that's part of mentorship. But a coach, when you get down to it, they under, they, their job is performance. Their job is to increase 
performance. So I do sales coaching. So my, at the end of the day, someone who's with me has, if I'm doing my job well, they have to increase performance. Very different from a mentor. Mentors usually don't get paid. Coaches get paid. And the difference between a coach and a mentor also is that a coach has defined objectives, right? So you set objectives from the very beginning, and the coach's job is to help you take more action. Hmm. Monty, you have anything to No, I'm taking – I've already got like a half a page of notes. Okay. So, you know the so, beauty about this is that at least I have a chance to like sit down and take notes because usually when we have this conversation, and mind you, this is our like legitimate, this is how we have a conversation. So it's usually we're driving, and then my brain gets so overloaded that I have to like pull over and like stop on the curb or something like that to fully engage. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, no, keep I know, going. You I'm taking notes this time. Okay, awesome. So so that, that that's the difference. I mean, uh, you know, so it's really. Um, at the end of the game, like um, I just got a new coaching client, and you know, at the beginning, we, you know, the first call is really okay. Where do you want to be? What is it? How how is this going to be worth it to you? Like, how is it going to be worth it? How re- what is it that has to happen for you to say that you spend your money and your time well? And that's and that's coaching. So let me give you an example. This morning, I went um, and like it's if I get this coaching project, which is coaching and training. It's like almost a kind of a dream come true. Uh, when I was in, uh, when I was doing research at, at FIU, I would read about this company, and this the company I went to this morning is is a sister company of the main company that I admired so much. I'm like, oh my god, if I could ever do any work with this company, this company is really known for their research and development, their people development, they're really people driven, and it'll be great to get this little gig. And um, you know, basically the person sat me down and said, you know, okay, well, you know, how do we know it's worth it? And I said, well, give me some numbers. You know, tell me, you know, how many more appointments, how many more, you know, how many more sales would it be worth it? What is the cost of, of, of the product sold? And that's basically what a coach would do for you. They have so to they're improve analyzing your performance. where you're at to where you want to be. Exactly. But, and then measure it. So let's say, for example, so, I um I what I do is I have these sheets right, and it's um I have many sheets, but one of them is your week, and it's basically Monday through Sunday, and every half an hour is uh, uh, there's a little lines there, and what you have to do is track what you did that week, right, around your business, and I've had so many clients do this, and if you'll be surprised how few hours they actually work, right? So part of changing behavior, and that's what a coach does, is change behavior. That's what training does, is change behavior. It's to become, let people become aware of what they're doing presently, okay? So basically, if you want to do it at home, you take the whole week, you put the whole 24 hours, you, put, you block, you actually track what you're doing, and you carry that for about a month. And at the end of the month, you'll say, that's why I'm making what I'm making. If I want to make more money, I just have to double my output. The next thing that, I, that a coach would do, so, like, so if, you're, if you're, you know, I don't know anything about golf, but if you're a Tiger Woods, um, you know, you're working on your swing, right, and just changing the swing and going over the swing, and the coach knows how he has to swing, and he just has to keep on going to, you know, doing the right swing. I don't know anything about golf, so maybe that's not a good analogy. But the thing is, is that, it's increasing behavior. It's increasing output. So my my goal is if someone is making five to ten calls a day or five or ten outreaches a week, let's get it to 20, right? And another thing that a coach does, a coach actually helps you learn what you're doing. And I think in, in making all those connections for you. So one thing that I do with my clients is I say, okay, great. When you make a sale, let's follow how you got that sale. Because, again, it increases the understanding of what they're doing. And I think that so much, especially in the first six months to a year that you're in any business, you're really just going up, you're just going all over the place. You're kind of on automatic. And it's just slowly, having someone slow you down and say, okay, let's make some connections here. The four people that you brought into the business, why did they come in? And having those slowing down the conversation in the brain so that they can start making that connection. Cool, that's good. Yeah. 
So at the end of the day, when you look at a coach, the coach at the end of the year or at the end of the six months, they have to increase your net worth, and it's not worth having them as a coach. You may not receive it in the first six months, but they have to be able to move the needle for you in skill set and in output. Um, one last thing. So, so, you know, if you also want to, when you start any coaching arrangement, you really want them to kind of give you some sort of tests and assessments, right? Because you want someone that's objective. You don't want someone that is actually subjective. And that's one of my pet peeves with a lot of um, with a lot of sales trainers that they're just like, whatever works for them, they think that's going to work for everybody else, and that's not true. Every individual is different, and every environment is different. What works in one network marketing company may not work in the next network marketing company. The way you approach one sales training, one individual may not work for someone else. So they have to be as objective, objective or as objective? Objective as possible. Okay, and so how does a person figure that out? Well, I think that you want to know what you're measuring. So let's say, for example, um, the the correlation between and, and to me, network marketing is it is being a marketer, right, and in showing a product or a service to individuals, right. So it's it's it is sales. And right. a lot of network marketers don't want to embrace that because they're like, oh, my God, I want to be a salesman. I want to be a business owner, right? But every business owner has to sell the products, right? Great business owners understand how to approach and how to get more people, you know, product out to market, right? Yep. And I think that, so what do you measure? So if you measure sales, for example, you have to measure calls. There's a correlation between how many times you present and how much money you make. It's just black and white. There's, yeah, there's, there's it's nothing. A I mean, game. Yeah. it's a numbers game, and at the end of the game, the person that actually sells the most, that is the most successful, is the person that's resilient and has an explanatory style that doesn't take rejection personally. That's it. And I and I and I've been around it so much. Like today, the man I met with, I mean, he was he's been in the company ten years. He is gritty. He's resilient. I mean, I I'm like, this is that's why he's where he's at. Is because of that attitude, and that when you look at business owners, you know CEOs and people that actually grow up, it's it's just inherent because no one hits a home run right out of the bat. No one is good just because they're naturally good. Very few people are, and even if they're naturally good in sales or in network marketing, they still they have to develop so much skill, and that takes just just you know daily grind, daily weekly activity. Just depends on how fast you want to grow. True. Okay, so, and then getting to sponsor. Okay, so we sponsor. Yeah, no, no, yeah, we have to. Bat, I look at the time. I always go over time. A sponsor okay. is someone that actually is so different from a coach, and is so different from a mentor, and so different from a role model. A sponsor is someone that actually goes out of their way to make help you succeed, and we all need those people. A sponsor is someone that, that believes in you so much that they're willing to open doors for you. They're willing to go to bat for you. They're willing to put their name, you know, and, and their, themselves on the line. All right, so I'm going to go talk a little bit about, well, if you look at network marketing, the whole, they call you sponsor, right? Because you're the one that's going out there doing the home parties for this person. Right, yeah. you're the one that's actually, you know, saying, okay, you you know what? Let's get this person on the call. Let's do this. Let's award this person this award. A sponsor is someone that believes in you, and that's willing to go to bat for you. So, in, I'm going to just take it to a corporate level, like what happens in organizations, because I think we take it for granted in network marketing. Basically, you know, if you look at um, like someone that's going to be, you know, a, a VP of marketing or VP of an organization. Usually you have people that say, listen, they go in a meeting and it's okay, great, listen, we need a VP of so-and-so. Who do we need to get in here? And the person says, you know what, I'm going to, I think Monty will be the best VP right now. And oh, I don't know, someone's saying, I don't know, Monty, I don't know, I don't think he's you know, ready for it. And, and that person goes to bat for them. They go to bat and they go to bat and they go to bat. And now let's say that Monty gets hired for the VP position and he's not performing well, that person will actually defend him. 
And if you look at, so that's a sponsor from a like kind of a technical term, like person that goes to that. But sponsors are everywhere in network marketing. Someone that goes, okay, great, you want to have a party? Let me help you, you know, a home party. Let me help you get that. I'm going to actually host your party for you. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to help you sell. And sponsors are everywhere. I mean, it's just, you know, when I, um, there's something that I miss about network marketing. I mean, I love what I'm doing. I, I think this is the right space for me. I love the fact that I'm training. I really love training. I find it to be challenging. It just drives me insane. I have to do it, Right. But one thing I, I love about network marketing is that the dreams. People believe in you. People want you to succeed. And they're willing to go to bat for you. They're willing to talk to, you know, somebody or tell you about oil or just help you succeed. And that's what, what network – that's full of – there's sponsors everywhere in network marketing. And I'm that's just – I'm flabbergasted because I'm thinking, wow, yeah, you're right. You know, and I can think in the corporate world, you know, people who are on, you know, in the pyramid scheme, people in the upper level management thinking, well, you know, this person might be a great person for management. Let's promote them, you know, and they bring them up. And then if it the works, it works. And they sponsored them into the next level. But that, yeah, and it's all, but, but the thing is, is that, see, sponsors are everywhere in network marketing, right? But you have to also, you know, get out there. But the thing is, is that, you know what I love about it? It's a dream, right? <coughs> I've been thinking a lot about <coughs> corporate life lately. Um, and you, you really, all you're doing is living for someone else, someone else's goals, someone else's dreams. And that's why people are so attracted to network marketing, right? Because you can't go to work every single day and just do the same damn thing you're doing. Excuse my language, but you're doing the same. If you're an accountant, you're calling the people up. And you're and you're collecting the invoices, and you're putting things in chart. <coughs> After three or four years, that gets old and boring. <coughs> Maybe even sooner. And network marketing, what you can become, is pretty much anything. I mean, you could you could rise with ranks, you make money, you could do other things, have time, and that's why I think that people are so attracted to the opportunities because it gives them time, right? And then you have you have and and. When when you talk about your dreams, I mean, I remember like sharing my dreams. It's like when going from a corporate to network marketing. And now that I'm back into like the working with companies, people are dead. You know, people don't listen. They don't. You know, and it's like here you you can say, listen, I really want to become diamond. I want to. I want to. I want to. You know, I want to take my kid. You know, on on one trip a year. I want to. You know, go on a third honeymoon with my husband. And and people really buy into it. They they say, yeah, it's possible here. And then you have people that will come and mentor you. You have people that are literally going to leave their house at 6 o'clock at night to go to your house to help you, to teach you how to do the business so that you can actually fulfill on those things, and they're everywhere. But I think the biggest thing that drove me crazy when I was in your position and I had a team was that I was busting my tail for people that weren't, like, showing up and saying, you know what, thank you very much, I'm going to go do it. It was more like I was, like, like I was getting exhausted helping them, and they weren't helping themselves. And then there was people that I did nothing, like, I felt like they were, like, easy, and they just they just took everything in. And, and you know what that really surprised me, Monty, was the people that never talked, and all of a sudden they were, like, doing really, really well, because they were just thinking and doing, thinking and doing. They just weren't making that much noise. And I'm like, where have you been? And they, they just kept, and they, they grew through the ranks. That's because they understand they have two ears and one mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's awesome. awesome. That's awesome. Wow, okay. And all of a sudden, we're like at the top of the hour. Oh, no. And I was yeah. checking my watch. This I know fun. you're like you're you're picking up your Puerto Rican speed. I know you're going a little bit faster <laughs> than usual too. My New York Rican speed. Yeah, New York Rican. That's awesome. <laughs> so, do you have any uh, closing uh, comments, advice, things like that? Because now that we've gone through basically like four things, so it's and I'll go backwards: sponsor, coach, mentor, role model. Is you know we need all four. And we don't have to necessarily have one of each. It could be, you know, uh, multiple role models. Like I, I, you know what? Long time ago, this is before Jim Rohn died. Is 
but right when he died, I posted on Facebook that I lost a mentor today because obviously Jim Rohn did not know who I was, but I kept watching his YouTube and I kept, you know, seeing his stuff posted here, there, everywhere, and I had his emails. To me, I considered him a mentor. He had no clue who I was, but I was learning little bits and pieces from him, and it magically it would all show up at the right time. Absolutely. And, you know, know, there's a blurry, right? You know, a role model could be your coach. A role model could be a sponsor, right? So um, I would personally call him more of a role model, right, or a teacher. But a mentor is someone that is more, you know, you know, when I look at mentors, you want people that are actively involved in your growth, that you could kind of bounce things back and forth. So I should have changed the word from mentor to role model. Well, you know what? I mean, if you know what, all this stuff blurs itself together, right? Because a mentor is someone who teaches, someone who elevates. I mean, you could have been a mentor, right? Um, right? But, but you know, I think that you know the reason we have teachers and we just don't have textbooks is because we need someone to bounce things off, right? You learn by talking. Talking is a great way of learning because you're kind of taking some ideas, you know, like when I was talking about networking, I'm like, I know how to network, but I just, you're doing it at a better level, and I just had to talk my way through it. And I think having someone that's a mentor that you actually have a conversation with is really, really super important. You don't want to do this in the dark by yourself or with just books, right? Um, you could read a ton of books and get and excel the mentorship relationship, right? So you do want to have those physical or at least those real conversations. Yeah, the real conversations are a big deal. Yeah, and you probably were using Jim Rome, reading his stuff, and probably, who knows, if you sit down, you probably say, you know what, I had that kind of bounce. This person was mentoring me and all that stuff through learning and reading and, and, and being you know involved in, in all kinds of, audio-visual um, stimulus that promoted you to take action, but that real person. So if I want to leave you, everyone with one thing, is to find a role model. Find a role you know, model. Find okay. a role model because that's and, – and, and really search for somebody. Like I have to say, when I think of Oprah Winfrey, she charges me up. And, you know, for a long time I was embarrassed of saying that Jennifer Lopez was a role model because – in her early days, she was writing, you know, there was a lot of stuff in tablets that she was saying and doing that were kind of, in my eyes, um, kind of embarrassing, right? Um, and But then, you know, she, as a businesswoman, she inspires me. That's it. As a businesswoman, she inspires me. Um, Oprah, as a businesswoman, inspires me. Um, and find other people. And they don't have to be women. They could be men um, as well if you're a woman. But just find someone that charges you up and, 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 and learn about them and read about them. And um, I have an article in the Huffington Post, and it's about this woman um, who, you know, she's an African-American woman, um, Gabby Douglas, and she was inspired as a child by another Olympian. And she actually, um, she's, uh, in, uh, in tw- you know, just three years ago, she became the first black gymnast to win an all-around gold medal Olympics. Uh, and yeah. I did research on her. My daughter's seen it many times. That's her. Oh, I never even knew there was a movie. Oh, my goodness, Grace. It, the movie is phenomenal. Like, if you ever think that you're not worthy of anything, watch the Gabby Douglas story. All right. Well, I'm going to have to go watch it. So, um, so, But that's the same thing. Um, you have to find people that um, inspire you. Uh, and um, you know what I'm going to do, Monty? I'm going to give you a book. I'm going to get you this name of this book. There's a great book about women who started businesses around the world. And some of the stories of what women had to do to feed their family was just extraordinary. And I want to get you that book because I think that these women, had, they, they, had, they had visions. They had visions of what they, they could do for their community. They had visions of what they could do for themselves. And we, we, we don't live in a vacuum. Things around us inspire us. You want to kind of surround yourself by people that inspire you. Just take that extra, that extra step, that extra call, that extra um, opportunity that you probably wouldn't have taken had you thought about your own limitations. Because when you think about other people, when the whole thing with inspiration that comes from Role models is that they make you think at a higher level. Absolutely. Yeah, so that's what I'll leave you with. 
So why don't, you know, we do this. Why don't we just, you know, have people, you know, maybe on your Facebook and start, um, you know, listing people that could be role models and get people actively involved in it and maybe posting pictures or stuff like that. Well, that'd be super awesome. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'd love to check it out myself as well, so. Okay. We'll do that. Awesome. And then hold on a second. I'm going to open up the lines and I'll have everybody say goodnight to you. Oh, oh crap. I love Speaking this of role of models, let me fire off what the promo, the promos are for this month. Real quick. I totally okay. forgot okay. the beginning. Yeah, so everyone's going to the Facebook Live Green, Earn Green group. Um, 190 PV. So, okay, everyone, hold on. The bonus essential rewards, if you're on essential rewards, is the 15 mils of Copa Iba. So if you've ever seen that word and you don't understand what, how you say it, it's Copa Iba. That's the bonus if you're on essential rewards. For 190 PV, you get 15 mils of wintergreen and 5 mils of patchouli. For if you do 250 PV, obviously you get the 15 mils of wintergreen plus 5 mils of patchouli, plus you get 20 essential rewards points. And don't him and ha about, you know, 20 points because I can tell you right now, somehow I've magically accrued up to like 500 points. I need to figure out how to spend. So um, I'll leave it with that. And then the 300 PV is your 15 mils of wintergreen, 5 mils of patchouli, 20 central rewards points, plus, because it's February, they have the I I Love Oils collection, which is their Valentine's Day collection. And they have in that collection three oils. It's member favorite. It's five mils of joy, 15 mils of Lang Lang, and five mils of grapefruit vitality essential oils. Um, so there you go. That's the like super awesome promos right there. All right. So now, everybody, I'm going to open up the lines and have everybody say goodnight to Zenaida. Hold on a second. Fantastic. Yes, thanks for being on. And thank you, Zanata. You're super (laughs) awesome. I'm so glad we got to catch up, even if it took a Monday night call to do that. Thank you. No, thank Thank you. you. Thank you all. I really I love this part of the call. It's my favorite part. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Thank you. Thank you. Good night. Good night.